everybody. To another special episode. So special. Let's try to time it between the words. Because we are an Alleluia people. Of Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter. And yes, once again, we are delighted and honored to be with you. I was waiting for you to start singing, Greg. Why? It was so know. beautiful in the background. Uh, the name like of that song, song, it's by All Sons and Daughters. Um, we came across them a couple years ago, but there's a particular uh, album CD live where it is so solemn and sincere. And uh, when you have, um, I don't know, brothers and sisters united and lifting it up, and especially that plea to sing Alleluia. And that's from a song, All the Poor and Powerless. And what I love about that in particular is they... Move the heart of God. The poor and the powerless, uh, we're supposed to have a preferential option for the poor. Our hearts are supposed to be moved and stirred by those who are most in need. What a gift they are to us. They ought to be to us, to get us outside of ourselves, um, to be certainly praying for them. But uh, even more, to be mindful that God blesses us to be blessers, that God blesses us to consider, you know, how might I be an instrument of his grace when I'm praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that I'm aware that I'm not just, you know, asking him to accomplish it apart from me, but the beauty of Catholicism from the very beginning revealed in Jesus Christ himself is that we are appointed and therefore anointed to be instruments. So tonight, as we're going to begin in a prayer here in a moment, let's think about, you know, who has God put in my life who exhibits such poverty? Who has God put in my life, spiritual poverty or physical poverty? You know, it might even be in the spiritual sense, those who annoy us the most, right? They may exhibit a brokenness, a need of being healed. We may just get annoyed and kind of shut them down and try to avoid them. But perhaps God has them in our lives to stir us up and make us mindful that maybe we need to be the ones praying for them and to be magnanimous as Jesus was for each of us, that that's a great act of love. Not something we can get anything out of, that they can give us anything or return anything to us, but what an opportunity, the most annoying among us, the aggravating, those in our homes, under our roofs, are the occasion that God gives us to truly love. And when we do that, when we get outside of ourselves, he transcends us. We transcend ourselves. We experience a God-likeness that we are made for. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Dear Lord, we come before you tonight this uh, dawning of fall with leaves changing colors, the majesty of fall, the magnificence of fall. Make us mindful, Lord, that this majesty and this beauty is at the same time a sign of dying. Make us aware of the beauty of the seeds latent in our death that are already reaching up through eternal life. But around us, Lord, may we subside as the sun the days are decreasing and the nights are getting longer and longer until we reach solstice, winter solstice, Christmas, the coming of our Savior, the light into the world. 
that you want us to maybe be subdued. You want our senses. You want our wandering minds and affections, our scattered nature, Lord. You want us to just come before you and to bow down and experience that anointing of your spirit. And so tonight, we do that tonight, God, and we pray that you would tune our hearts and our minds to yours. Let our desires, let your desires be alive in us, Lord. Let your your thoughts be alive in us. Let your affections be alive in us for those around us in particular. And make us mindful, Lord, of all those who have given witness to you. Who are those, Lord, who give witness in this world that we are not alone, that uh, you are not afar, Lord, but you are alive in your people. Make us aware of those in simple ways, in ordinary ways, and as we might say, extraordinary ways. It's all extraordinary, but awaken us, Lord, to all those ways and witness of those around us who reveal something greater that we can anticipate you all the more as we uh, approach Advent very soon here. We ask all of this in your name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Steph, I think I may have inspired you to, you were, were ready to go right before I led a prayer. I don't know if you want in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, um, but we, we have some commercials, but did you have some thoughts or do you want to hold on to them? Well, I can, I can give them to you now because I'm sure I'll think of some other stuff later. Um, just as you were saying uh, how God usually uses or desires to use those closest to us who may be the most annoying, <laughs> whatever the circumstance might be, whether it's in our families or at work or at school or whatever. Um, as you were speaking, I was thinking of a couple different stories that we have heard over the years. One is the infamous Mother Teresa you know, talking about how Christ is in everybody and those that annoyed her the most, this very saintly woman, she's like, ah, here comes Jesus again in that annoying disguise. Just, we don't um, always welcome sometimes that which will bring us closest to him because it's, you know, getting over that um, thing that stirs up in us right? What Mm -hmm. needs to be stirred up and conquered. Mm. And then at the Healing the Whole Person retreat that we were on that we've shared with your listeners, um, they spoke also there of not enjoying the wrapping or not liking the wrapping of the gifts that God so desires to give us. And it's usually in those tough moments of cringe (laughs) often where we need that mm-hmm. gift the most. So that's, that, that was the little light that you saw go off. So it's that time, folks. We've had some phenomenal... Is that, is that John Paul singing? Maybe, with his sisters in the background. No, that's John Paul. <laughs> that's right. So, folks, uh, we have had some phenomenal guests in the past few weeks of Ignite Radio Live, and we like to reserve amidst them... Um, opportunities for you to call in because too often I think we maybe uh, feel like we're just spectators and we hear that great testimonial from that one speaker at that conference or that CD or EWTN or on Annunciation Radio and the truth is God is doing amazing things among us in this community and so to a significant extent you're getting over whatever fears or awkwardness or reservations, doubts um, you know to call in and share with us what God is doing, give us a testimonial of what he's doing is, is very powerful because 
You know, we're 19 counties here. Annunciation Radio, we say the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, reaching even further through our podcast. So we're asking you to, if you're prompted, if something has happened in your life of late, um, please call in 877-275-8098, 877-275-8098. And uh, just again, we use um, Revelations 12, 11 to set this up because, you know, truly we know the enemy is around us. The enemy is active in the world around us. We are in the midst of a battle. And um, it is for our souls and the souls of those around us. And how is the enemy defeated? Very clearly in Revelations twelve eleven by the blood of the Lamb, which is the Holy Mass, and the word of our testimony. And I want to say, uh, I shot a note out to, to a list of a number of friends asking them to call in tonight and just to share if they had any uh, testimony and witness. Too often, perhaps, people may think, again, that it has to be this, you know, uh, uh, if you will, firecracker, Fourth of July kind of testimonial, this pronounced powerful, if you will, as we describe it, uh, moment. Um, And certainly, if you've got one of those, by all means, call in. But I want to say just as much, just as much in the ordinary. In fact, um, one of you called in and shared with me this. I just want to quote it. The witness I could give is the amazing amount of good works and people living in the life of the Spirit under the radar. The holy but hidden life of Christ's disciples in everyday life in a parish. All the necessary and charitable works done by others that few people see except those close to them. Those who in their faithfulness and humility labor quietly for the Lord and neighbor they love without fanfare or recognition. The silent witness and hidden service. So... Yes, absolutely, brothers and sisters. Those who are persevering uh, outside of the radar, outside of the bright light that is seen by anybody, if you've got a testimony of somebody, you don't even need to give us their name, uh, we would love to hear it. We'd love to hear that story. And we already have a caller who's called in tonight. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Rick? All right, a little bit of a, of a delay here. Uh, Jan, Rick? Yes. Thanks so much for calling in with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Greg. How are you doing? Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, you broke the ice. That is amazing. Great. (laughs) Welcome, our dear friend. Well, this is, you know, know, just one of the comments is that a lot of times um, we have things that are public that we all see, let's say like the prayer of capital care to end abortion Mm -hmm. in the the area. But I, I just know for myself in the last week or so, uh, I have been graced to uh, see a whole lot of stuff uh, go on that's very good, very spirit-filled, mm-hmm. that is, uh, as I say, under the radar. Um, people don't necessarily see it, or only those people who are participating, or a relatively small group of people. And I think this goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that many of us um, are unaware of just how vast and how deep and rich uh, the uh, the service, the love, the prayer that goes on. Um, and, you know, I was uh, thinking about this a little bit. So um, as far as, like, generosity, um, I've, I've participated in, in three fundraisers recently, one for Annunciation Radio and the Little Sisters of the Poor and CCMT. But there's constant fundraising. Mm-hmm. People are constantly uh, donating their time, and, uh, talent, and treasure to good purposes and to support things. And within our parish, um, you know, I'll say within the last two weeks, uh, you know, obviously I've seen Eucharistic ministers and lectors and music ministry and all the people that serve at Mass, but people taking Eucharist to Mm -hmm. shut-ins. We have a group of holy helpers that uh, keep the 
the church and the environment is really clean. I mean, they they work all the time and nobody ever sees them unless you're mm-hmm. part of that team that's actually doing it. We have people that are praying constantly. Um, I was blessed to be able to do benediction at Eucharistic Adoration. And we know that lots of people are praying the rosary uh, in a very direct and, and, and more intense way in this uh, month of the rosary uh, in honor of Our Lady. We have people doing community service, uh, you know, the food pantry and prayer quilts. Uh, we have uh, various groups that are um, Daughters of Mary, the Endow Group, uh, Knights of Columbus are really very, very active, both raising money to do good work as well as doing the good work itself. And there's that man of you. I've participated in conversations and meetings in the last week uh, dealing with Posada and uh, prison ministry. Obviously, there's mass impact in the lit groups and uh, all sorts of faith-sharing groups that are going on. There's lots of stuff with, you know, Sacramental preparation, uh, RCIA groups, and kids uh, you know, preparing for First Communion confirmation. Um, I, I had the pleasure of doing a baptismal prep and a baptism, and had a recent marriage, and I know there's ongoing marriage prep. You know, all these really good things, all these things that you know build the life of the church mm-hmm. uh, on an individual basis, family basis, community, parish. Um, I'm just, it, you know, most of it goes on sort of under the radar, and we we think of it as being sort of mundane or perhaps mm-hmm. um, that's just what, you know, nothing spectacular, but actually... It is spectacular. It is, absolutely. It is you just gave us a chorus. You just gave us a chorus, yes. and you proclaimed it, and I'm so delighted that you did, Deacon Rick, because maybe many ordinarily listening to the quote-unquote testimony of the great powerful thing that happened, which is truly good and wonderful, and we know that uh, God said you'll do even greater things than these. You know, we're talking about the simple home uh, of Jesus of Nazareth before his public ministry and Mary and Joseph, which that was spectacular, just doing the will of God in those sorts of ways and how we participate by being attuned to what God asks us to do. And truly, you know, these are extraordinary things. And I think those who are listening right now, those who are participating in these sorts of things, I think they'd be wrong in perhaps looking at that person who maybe wrote a book (laughs) or the person who gave the big talk or is called upon to diminish their own incredible contribution, their own fiat, their own participation as Mary. So I'm delighted that you really kind of gave us a chorus. And and may I spent 30 years sanctifying normal family life before he spent three years in preparation to sanctify the rest of creation. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, um, and all those wonderful things that you just shared, so true, those witnesses and testimonies in the ordinary life of the church. May those also be a reminder to those listening who may be struggling with the quote-unquote mundane, you know, whether it's a mom at home doing all those unseen things but with love, or a dad who's trying to provide for his family day after day things that may just seem, again, mundane or run-of-the-mill, and how the Lord blesses those things that, um, you know, go without notice. But doing it and serving the Lord through where we are called in that moment, um, in particular when it is done with an intentional love, you know, and it's always filled with grace, right? You know, Mm -hmm. but just in those ways, um, you know, again, may those, may that be a word of encouragement to those who don't see it 
what they're doing as having the immense value that it does. We're, we're a month away from uh, Thanksgiving, of course, and I think you really just set the stage, Deacon Rick. You set the stage, if you will, in the shadow of Thanksgiving, of the very meaning of Thanksgiving, to give thanks, Eucharistos. And uh, I, I do think those who are listening tonight, folks, you ought to hear, uh, hear Deacon Rick, certainly a, a brother in Christ. We're blessed to see all that he does and his wife and involved in a number of different areas. But as, if you will, a representative of the church, we hear this often from priests, especially Sherathon time and such. But to hear from you tonight, an affirmation of folks who are listening right now to know, you know, even if nobody else knew on this earthly plane, you are not unnoticed. And and the good work that you do, folks, out there, and, and many of the ways that Deacon Rick identified, and there are many others he didn't mention, but um, are part of that chorus, are part of that chorus of praise that is giving honor and glory to God. And I will even say, is salvific, even if not explicitly you may not see exactly somebody come to Christ in a particular way. You know, folks, if you're doing what God has called you to do, that time, talent, and treasure in those ways, just have confidence tonight that uh, even if you aren't getting the thanks that, that you, know, you should be getting. You know, here tonight, God sees it. He's delighted. He is proud of you. And uh, thanks so much for sharing that tonight, Deacon Rick. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add to that, but we're blessed to call in. Well, just one, one thought is that sanctification is usually takes place in the mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the day in, day out. Um, you know, we, uh, to use sort of, a, I'll say this, some of the greatest examples, you think of, okay, martyrs uh, going to heroic deaths. But they lived heroic lives mm-hmm. that prepared them for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and oftentimes, um, very much in the mundane, it was the, the day in, day out um, uh, preparation that allowed them to make ultimate sacrifices. Um, and in much the way an athlete prepares, you know, off the field many, many more hours than they are on the field and, and in the public view, in many ways, much of what we do, if you will, out of the limelight, uh, out of a direct view is what really prepares us um, and changes us Mm -hmm. so that we can actually do what we're called to do, um, both in the mundane and when it becomes more public. But um, most of life is lived that way. And uh, most of our real growth uh, in the spirit comes in those moments uh, rather than sort of spectacular events. And we'll know, we don't always know the effect, right? Yeah. We don't know yeah. how the Lord is going to use that, and um, and that's powerful stuff. If I could just embarrass you for a moment, Deacon you're going to ask him for permission to embarrass. <laughs> no, I'm that's when you just him. throw it out there. No, so in along that line, um, we are blessed to be at the same parish. Blessed to know you. You're an amazing um, deacon and doctor and husband and father and friend, and I could go on and on, disciple. But um, you, this past Sunday, we were there at Mass early, and you were kneeling in front of the statue of Our Lady, praying before Mass. And whatever, for whatever reason, that stirred something so deep in my Mm. soul I know that you are a prayerful man. I know that you are faithful to that time with our Lord. But in, and you didn't know the effect that that would have on my soul. And I don't know if anyone else, you know, witnessed that. But it, was, it gave great testimony. It sounds silly because, okay, you're in church. It's Sunday. You're a deacon. <laughs> you're preaching. You're, you know. But 
okay, so why did that stand out? Again, who knows how the Lord is going to take a faithful moment that one is having and touch somebody's soul for whatever reason. And even to be able to unite a prayer with another person's like that. So thank you for that witness. And, you know, in that moment of just, you know, kneeling before the statue of Our Lady in the presence of the Eucharist, that's that's the stuff of saints. So thank you for that witness. Well, thank you for your kind words. Have a blessed night, Deacon Rick, and your lovely wife. And we love Catherine. Absolutely. Folks, you're tuning to Ignite Radio Live, and we are very live tonight, and we just love availing ourselves in a conversational way. We're having a conversation. We're just opening the door to a conversation of ways in which you've been touched, maybe a certain witness that you could give to what you've experienced um, in your life in the last week or last couple months. What has the Lord been doing with you? What little story do you have to share? Maybe it was with your spouse or your child, maybe a breakthrough at work, maybe an ordinary sort of thing that's given witness to you. Um, Even as Deacon Rick started speaking, in fact, um, uh, about the shut-ins, Stephanie and I, family, we were with my parents for a a couple days this past weekend. My dad and mom, if you want to say they're retired, for them that word doesn't mean, doesn't really register in the way it might with some. They're all in. They're very involved with faith, with parish things, with the broader community thing. And uh, what what moves me particularly is my dad's. And so my dad was a CEO of a hospital, right? You know, big shot, you know, kind of thing. And, and he loves more than anything else the unseen, unheard things, such as taking the Eucharist to those in hospitals who are in need. And I love hearing his stories. I love hearing how sometimes people are receptive, and sometimes they kind of look at him quizzically because they haven't been to church in a while. And uh, just the kind of pastoral conversation that can take place. Um, so I know it's been going on for a number of years, but. Um, when I do get the chance to think about it, I'm very blessed by his sharing with me some of those stories, you know, by folks who generally are maybe overlooked, but he's an extension of the church. He's an extension of Christ, of you and me, and bringing that life. So uh, to me, just a small example um, will never be seen, will never be heard or understood, but uh, another small way of, uh, of witness that has made a difference for me. So you're tuned into Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, and uh, we're inviting you to call in and give witness, eight. 877-275-8098, 877-275-8098. And uh, if nothing else, you're calling in, will diminish this annoying music, which I actually do like. Got a little Baptist flavor to our Catholicity here to give witness. Um, as we're waiting for you to call in, as we're waiting for you to kind of overcome the uh, the jitters, the fear of, of, of doing so with the thought that you know is in your heart and mind that you're meant to share, again, 877-275-8098. Steph, some commercials. Commercials. Um, the first one that we want to share with you guys as you're dialing the number and you can interrupt us, 877 275 8098. Um, we are getting excited and geared up for presents for Christmas. That's a month and a half away. Why are we plugging it so early? I'm, of course, being really not to set the stage. It's going to be here before you transition into November. Yes. November is going to be here, and then Thanksgiving, and then boom, a few days later. And it's good to have some space, you know, some distance out to already be attuning our minds and hearts. So the four Wednesdays before Christmas, we are... So excited to um, make available presents for Christmas each of those Wednesdays at 630. Yes. Um, at St. Joan of Arc. 
parish here in Toledo, yay, Father Adam and company. Um, and it's just a great way to enter into the heart of Advent, the heart of Christmas, Christ's Mass. So often, again, I've said this before, but Lent, it's like that traditional time to kind of get ready and do certain things. And there's always things going on, it seems. But Advent, it just seems also that the consumer world kind of takes mm-hmm. over. And as hard as we try, um, it gets more difficult to just set aside that time to truly focus in preparing our hearts and our lives and our families um, to fully enter into the the real meaning of Christmas, not to sound cliche, but truly the real meaning of Christmas. So presence for Christmas is an opportunity to come before the Eucharistic Lord in praise and worship together. Mm. There'll be confessions available each of those Wednesdays. There'll be a short um, testimony, yay, can we get a witness, um, fe- featuring, if you will, four different organizations and a transforming story from each of those. So Annunciation Radio, Deacon Mike, mm-hmm. yay for Deacon Mike. Um, December 6th. December I'm going out of order. But do you want me to go in order? Let's you, go in order. Let's okay. give them the order. Beginning November 29th, Wednesday is the first. Do you have it in front of you? I don't. You don't. Okay. <laughs> so you can I take over. You. All right. That's so, I'm yeah. For. All right. So the first one is November 29th, Wednesday following, I, I believe, Thanksgiving. And the theme is on life. The message, our, me- our storyteller, if you will, be Peter Range, um, with all proceeds benefiting pro-life efforts. December 6th, as I mentioned, um, word we are focusing on, and that message will be delivered by our own very dear Deacon Mike Learned. And any uh, contributions made that night will benefit Annunciation Radio and all five mighty stations. <laughs> December 13th, the following Wednesday, um, culture, the message, um, or the message will be delivered by a leader Story. of culture projects and those of you not familiar with their work um this is the second year i believe that they're in the diocese and just really making themselves available to go into uh, the schools and parishes and groups and really preach a message of life Mm -hmm. um to be culture changers really and truly um so that will be that evening and again all proceeds will benefit their ministry and then the december 20th presents for christmas gift for is provision and we'll be blessed to hear from um, patty savage mcnamara and i think connie cronin also um speaking about transforming stories that they've experienced through um the St. Vincent, Vincent de Paul Food Pantry um, at Joan of Arc and their ministry and what they do. And again, any donations that evening will go to their beautiful work. So there you have it. Awesome. You can uh, add any commercial that you want to sure. that commercial. Thank you. Um, so, folks, also looking to, and I know it seems very far ahead, but believe it or not, what I'm going to suggest is already almost full, taking place on Saturday, January 13th. Saturday, January 13th, also at St. Joan of Arc, is a lit marriage mission retreat. Lit marriage mission retreat led by Father Nathan Cromley. And so it's it's for married couples who who generally, you know, are on the same page and wanting to be missionary disciples. We all far fall far from the mark. So um 
But there are those who say, you know, we really want to more fully live it out in our relationship with God first, secondly, with our spouse, thirdly, with our families, and fourthly, to the world around us. And um, we're going to be fed so well that day. And so it's not just, uh, you know, a powerful experience of opening our hearts and minds and creating a context of healing and forgiveness and, and strength in God's call to us as a married couple. So it's not just that uh, superpower day, but that it will overflow. We're asking those who sign up to be open to being on, uh, participate in seven subsequent weeks of a lit group. You've heard us talk a lot about this. Seven subsequent weeks of gathering in a night that works, a regular weeknight that works for two hours with four other couples. So a total of 10 people. We're asking all to make a commitment, to be open to making a commitment. And they'll gather with that lit group for seven weeks where they will journey together based upon the subsequent Sunday readings, which again is all plugging into this Mass Impact movement at massimpact.us. So the six weeks will be the gathering with the individual couples. And again, we're almost approaching 100 here who are involved. Um, But on the seventh week, we'll all be united in a family spark and ignite event which is going to be pretty exciting to have sort of a reunion and a celebration and setting the table if you will for the next season for those who want to be involved so if you want to participate in this lit marriage mission retreat led by father nathan cromley i'm asking you to go right now to massimpact.us forward slash lit marriage massimpact.us forward slash lit marriage It is time to get out your calendars, people, and write those dates down. And again, you know, it it seems far off, but we all know how quickly the calendar fills up. And if it's not declared on that amazing, powerful piece of paper or computer screen, um, it just doesn't happen. So just really encourage you in such a strong way, in particular for presents for Christmas, Mm. to really commit to that. It'd be awesome to get families there together to make that your Advent practice um, leading up to Christmas. Again, Advent's going to go by so quickly this year. It's it's one of those shortest Advents ever because the fourth Sunday of Advent is Christmas Eve. (laughs) So you get Mass that day, and um, that's about it for that fourth week of Advent. so just claim it and, and, and just do it. What a gift. You'll, you will not regret it. So we have another caller. I'm so delighted at folks calling in tonight. And again, put this in the queue, 877-275-8098. We're delighted to have Rita with us, but you write down this number right now and you follow because we want to hear your testimony. How are you doing tonight, Rita? I'm great. How are you, Greg? Stephanie? Good to hear your voice, Rita. What do you got for us, dear friends? Oh, I've just been um, so inspired by the Holy Spirit in the past month or so to um, just kind of move forward as a disciple in Christ and uh, just pleased to be able to be involved in some ministries that um, five years ago I really wouldn't have imagined myself doing. Um, I'm working with our youth group, and uh, we're currently trying to get a lit group together, so that's been uh, kind of exciting. Yes. Um, Just trying to to rally some neighbors who, um, you know, want to share their faith with each other and, um, you know, meeting as a group, connecting, supporting each other, praying together. Um, So we're working towards that so cool. and also another another cool group we're trying to get together um there's several young adult groups that are in different parishes and we're 
working on a middle age group. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so that you know, sort of kind of as um, a little bit of a social thing, but working towards a more faith based um, group and hoping that then some of those that bigger group will split off into um, maybe some of the smaller lit groups. So. Um, that's kind of what's going on. It's been good. Um, Rita, thanks. Praise God. Praise God for your yes, Rita. Praise God for the, his spirit working alive within you. That's so evident. And it, it's amazing what he does with our yes, right? And Correct. Right. Yeah. It, it took some steps towards God. You know, I just couldn't sit back and, and um, you know, let someone else do the work. I had to, um, you know, step up, make some commitments, and... Um, move forward um and and take some steps of faith beautiful know, just trust trust that god would lead me where i need to go he's faithful like that <laughs> right Absolutely. <laughs> yeah i love all the groups that you listed but like the uh i just have to say my heart kind of jumped a little bit at the like the neighbor thing like how often mm-hmm. so many of us are just kind of we wave to our neighbors or little conversations here and there but to go deeper like that to provide that platform and opportunity is so so awesome Right, right. And I, I was really struck. I had um, mentioned this to a couple neighbors just trying to get my feelers out to see what people thought of it. And and a neighbor that, um, you know, our kids have played together and, um, you know, we've done a few things socially together. She's like, well, my husband just a month ago had this kidney stone and, mm. um, you know, he he almost died. And I didn't even know, wow. you know, and I, didn't, right. I felt so bad that, you know, she's a couple doors down, and I didn't even know all this was going on, and uh, I was just kind of moved to um, to kind of pursue this a little bit more and um, bring some community um, closer to home here, and it's, you know, it's so easy. It's right right mm-hmm. down the road. They're, you know, five seconds away, so right. we can easily get together. We don't have to drive anywhere far. And, right, that's um, so true. So, you know, yeah. I, I think it's a case, at least for me, that, that um, it's easy to get together and socialize. It's easy to have beverages and f- snacks and invite people together in general. I mean, even that, let's face it, in a neighborhood might be a step yeah. for some to invite others to get together. But to, I, I do believe, though, when, when we do invite people into a kind of structure and it's natural if it's authentic, which I know it is, we're honest about the fact that we're all in a journey, and and if you will, we we uh, we organize it in such a way that it is a faith experience. I mean, I, I know it's a little awkward. I'm just saying this for our listeners out there, and you know this. You're sharing this, Rita, and we we've talked before. We know that 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 initiative, you know, may seem a little awkward. But uh, folks, mm-hmm. which of you out there um, have not experienced something like this, where you've been profoundly blessed by walking into a context where, if you will, there's a bit of structure to it, and that structure does what? It guides us closer to Christ and to one another. It opens up doors um, that maybe were never open before. We feel closer to people. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think that this is, if you will, the antidote to um, an isolation society. You know, with all these modes mm-hmm. of communication, we're doing less communicating and less, we're doing less really connecting about things that really matter. So, Rita, I, I thank you for calling in. Yes. You know, you, you are truly an inspiration Certainly. to us. And I, and I like to hear even in your voice, you know, a, a little bit of that inspired boldness. Um, and, you know, yet the, the story yet to be told. I mean, you're, you, this is sort of the introduction. You've invited people of the book. Right. And I'm, I'm looking forward to chapter two, three and four, um, how God is going to anoint this, how God is going to bless this. Right. It may 
may not be the exact vision you had in mind or exactly how it played mm-hmm. out, but we know how God works with this. So just you know, know of our, our thoughts and prayers and any who are listening Absolutely. tonight, you know, hey, if any of you folks are, are thinking the same, you have neighbors and you want an occasion to gather regularly to talk and pray, uh, Rita's really thrown a line in the water to her, her neighbors to gather. The Lit Guide is there, very easy to use. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, certainly contact us if we can be of any assistance in, in helping you use that. But uh, abundant uh, blessings to you and your beautiful family and the, the crew at St. Peter here on Father McBeth and just what a beautiful communi- community you have. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and God bless you guys and you too. keep after it. Take mm-hmm. care, Rita. God Take care. You. Peace. So, folks, awesome. we're go gonna, Rita. We're that gonna, just fires me up. She's just taking it and she's doing it. We've all had those promptings mm-hmm. in the spirit where we kind of, you know, set aside or push down and, oh, you know, that's for somebody else or, oh, when I have time or, oh, you know, we, we don't even allow it to sink in. And she has taken that prompting and responded so beautifully to it. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be so many people so profoundly blessed Absolutely. And even just those who heard tonight, I'm glad she called in. I mean, just that she's responding to, let's face it, a raw initiative, a, a raw prompting. It's raw. It's not like she's been doing this her whole life. It's not like she has, you know, tremendous background in theology or any of that. She just is a prompting in the spirit, some experience of positivity in lit groups and such. Mm-hmm. And she's initiating that to her neighbors to get together. So just super cool. Folks, if you've got a testimony to share with us tonight, we're going to go to some commercials right now. So you're going to have a little bit of time to pray for for, uh, if you will, the grace to overcome whatever, uh, I don't know, fear, awkwardness that you may feel because those are all indicators that you're meant to do it. So 877-275-8098. Very blessed to be with you tonight here on Ignite Radio Live. And we'll be uh, right back with you on the other side. Hopefully some more uh, testimonies, how God is working in the world among us today. We'll be right back. Presence for Christmas is an amazing four-week journey into the heart of Christ's Mass, taking place on the four Wednesdays before Christmas at St. Joan of Arc in Toledo. We'll hear a new, inspiring story each week featuring Peter Range, Deacon Mike Learned, The Culture Project, Connie Cronin, and Patty Savage McNamara. Donations will benefit their respective ministries. Go right now and obtain your free tickets and hear an inspiring presentation by Bishop Daniel Thomas at PresenceForChristmas.com. This is an Ignite Flash Fire moment. Right now, can you think of one person you know who's struggling, in need of knowing God's love? If someone came to mind, God just spoke to your heart. We're going to light it up right now. Send them a quick message. It could be by Facebook, email, text message. Make it short and sweet. Simply tell them you were thinking about them. You appreciate them. You're praying for them. You're in it with them. That God loves them. If we respond to this simple flash fire prompting right now, together we'll move his kingdom a big step forward. Ignite Flash Fire is brought to you by MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. 
This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. Games are something you play with a board, not with a soul. Let's not sugarcoat this. Satan is getting many to join him through a door called pornography. That door is everywhere a device is. The consequences are devastating. If you or those you love don't have filtering on your computers or devices, you're playing games with souls. You're leaving the door wide open. Please join us now in shutting that door. Go right now to massimpact.us. Click on Covenant Eyes. Hey, everybody. I'm John Paul Schleter and one of six children, which means we're pretty busy. In fact, one weekend, we had eight soccer games, four cross-country meets, and a bunch of other events. But you know what the best part of it was? Besides Mass, of course. Setting aside time as a family to talk and pray. I want to invite you to go right now to MassImpact.us. Check out the Live It Gathering Guide. It's new every week. A great way for families to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Your kids will grump at the idea. Expect it, but trust me, it will be the best 30 minutes you will spend in a long, long time. It will help you all experience God alive in your family relationships that make your house a home. Join us now at MassImpact.us. Thanks, Mom. That was pretty awesome. You know, Mass Impact and Ignite has been gone across the Northwest Ohio now for, for months, and, and thousands of people, literally thousands of people in our diocese have experienced that love. We believe that he said what he meant and meant what he said when he proclaimed that his body is real food and his blood is real drink. Simply put, Mass Impact is a nonprofit movement seeking the heart of God in the very heart of His Catholic Church. Uh, people just keep kept coming and coming. Not just in a moment, but, but to surrender their entire lives. We desire our hearts to be moved by what moves His. And to see that happening monthly. We are responding to an urgent call at an urgent time. The recent Pope's John Paul said, now's the time. This is the moment. We're taking big steps in faith throughout our diocese and beyond. I want to buckle my chin strap and take the field. And we are seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I'm just roused and emboldened to mission, to do something. We cannot do it alone. We need you right now. Please partner with us. Go to massimpact.us right now and click on the Contribute tab. If you and I respond in faith right now, we will see souls in heaven who would not have been there had we said no. It was nothing short of amazing. Does it have that same kind of effect on you? Please go to massimpact.us and contribute. It's time to move. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. Greg and Stephanie Schleter. We've had some phenomenal guests on our program. Three years now this month. We've been going every wow, week. Three, three months. Three years. Wow. That's crazy. And tonight, kicked us off yet. as we like to do, is open the doors for you to share with us, for you to call in and share with us any testimony of God's presence any witness of God's presence in your life, personally, in your marriage, in your family, at work, in the community. Blessed by Deacon Rick calling in and sharing with us his jubilance 
of seeing numerous examples of those who have been giving in small, uh, quiet, unrecognized ways off the radar, but every bit as much as part of God's desire for his kingdom to come. And uh, Rita called in. She's in the St. Peter Huron community. Shared a number of examples of how she has been prompted to say yes. That was a prominent theme of her just saying she finally just stepped into it and, and said yes. And you got a sense in her testimony and her giving witness to this that it wasn't a thing of that was natural to her or, if you will, easy. But we know that there's been tremendous blessing already in her yes. And uh, she's initiating uh, a reach out, outreach to her neighbors, inviting those who are Catholics to gather. For uh, uh, perhaps once a week, she really didn't say how often, but I assume periodically to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. And in her mind, why not? You know, these are folks in my neighborhood who have uh, significant things happening in their lives. Why shouldn't we be truly neighbors to one another? And uh, we kind of kept that off, just encouraging you listening uh, in our listening audience, MassImpact.us. We make these Live It guides available. There's family versions and group versions, very easy to follow. And uh, go there, massimpact.us. And I just love this background song, of course. Uh, no longer slaves to fear. I am a child of God. I find that song, that refrain often when I'm running. But uh, even difficult times in prayer, when I feel overwhelmed, I feel uh, maybe some things that are pressing in on me. I just find in my soul this declaration, you know, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. And I invite you to, you know, tonight, if that's maybe where you're at, if you're feeling oppressed, if you're feeling a heaviness, if you're feeling a burden, we know from our prayer list there's certainly a lot of needs for prayer tonight. But if, you, but if it's kind of seeping in you, if some darkness or shadows are sort of seeping into you, renounce them in the name of Jesus Christ and say, I'm, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Just move to, to share just a few lines from our beloved John Paul II, who just had his feast day, um, October 22nd, from his uh, words, from his installation, if you will, along with what you were saying, Greg. Um, He says, do not be afraid. Open, I say, wide the doors for Christ. Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid to welcome Christ and accept his power. So often today, man does not know that which is in him, in the depths of his mind and heart. So often he is uncertain about the meaning of his life on this earth. He is assailed by doubt, a doubt which turns into despair. We ask you, therefore, we beg you with humility and with trust, let Christ speak to man. He alone has the words of life, yes, of life eternal. Beautiful. Beautiful, and, and there's such wisdom there that um, in all the saints, of certainly Pope St. John Paul II, a saint that many of us feel particularly close to because we, we observed him, some of us experienced him personally, and uh, now we believe in the celestial realms interceding for us in those words, comforting us and communicating to us. It's, um, if you're experiencing shadows, that's a place to turn. Turn to the Psalms. You know, turn to the Proverbs, um, re, turn to the Gospels, read Scripture, because it truly is the Word of God that, that, um, that speaks life, that speaks life to us. 
Um, I'm going to proclaim the gospel tonight. I will give another uh, invitation to you as we're wrapping up, uh, winding down pretty quickly here. But there's still time. There is still time. 877-275-8098. We'd love to have you call in and uh, share whatever witness is on your heart. So this coming Sunday's gospel from Matthew chapter 22. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. So, Steph, um, what moves me in this is, first of all, the simplicity of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many books, thousands that have been written, all powerful in their own way about the spiritual life from various authors, various saints, various quotes through uh, 2000 years of our church history. And even further back in our beautiful roots of our, of our Jewish ancestry. And this is really saying, you know, all of that, that edifice is built upon these two commandments to love the Lord, our God with all our hearts and all our souls and all our minds and to love our neighbor as ourselves And, you know, I'm struck today how that word, that simple word, seemingly simple word, has been perverted, twisted, of love. Love is the very heart of this. You know, it sounds almost cliche, but it's worth addressing, you know. And it's worth, we have to consider this honestly ourselves, because if we don't, we're missing God who is love. We're missing the possibility for the joy, the healing, the transformation, the serenity that comes from an authentic encounter with God, an authentically living with God, God who is love. And I think in our amnesia, we've spoken of this in the past when we partook of the fruit in the garden, and all of us have, certainly our ancestors, Adam and Eve, first parents, Adam and Eve did this. We found ourselves banished from that fellowship with God, but we've done it ourselves. We've been presented and are continually presented with the shiny fruit. We are what we eat, we partake of it. At the levels of, uh, certainly physically, we've partaken of the fruit. But I think even more foundationally in our hearts, we have desires fixed on things that do not lead us to God. And um, if we're honest, as Catholics, until we die, this is going to be our battle. This is going to be our challenge. You know, we could go to Mass and observe externally um, all the commandments. That was the, the arena that Jesus was speaking to, the Pharisees who seemingly, you know, followed things perfectly. Maybe that's some of us tonight that we can follow, if you will, um, perfectly even, if that was possible. But in the depths of our hearts, we've partaken of the fruit. And as a result, we're alienated. We're suffering from amnesia. We've forgotten who we are. We feel that alienation. We feel that distance. And for some of us, it may be even in the midst of our religious stuff, Maybe in the midst of rosary or in the mass or or doing good things, we may be bewildered. We may be, if you will, affected by all the things that affect the world of anxieties and struggles. 
And Jesus says, you know, those of the world struggle from some anxieties, but not mine, not his own. Jesus' own, who truly in their hearts love him, don't experience the anxieties that the rest of the world experiences. Under the hood, in that place of our desires, we are more ordered toward Christ. And so... um, Christ is revealed to us. God gives us his son to awaken us to our nature, the nature of love. What is love? Love is, look at a cross, and you see what love is. Sacrifices himself for the good of other. We are of that fabric, the nature of love, to sacrifice self for the good of other. It isn't the opposite of that. It isn't to sacrifice other for the perceived good of ourselves. That's lust. The world wants us to think of that as love. No, love is revealed in Jesus Christ, sacrificing himself for the good of others. And I might even add, Jesus sacrificed himself for the very ones who sacrificed him. His love was revealed in dying for those who are the most annoying, aggravating, persecuting, condemning, violent towards him. That's where love was revealed. He literally did it for those who caused it. That was the nature of love. It wasn't, you know, what would satisfy his 10% of his body. It wasn't, you know, what food he may like. It wasn't, you know, what thing he wanted to purchase. We use those phrases, we use those uh, conceptions when we speak of love today, and I think we, we all need to undergo, I need to undergo a deeper conversion and transformation because we've been infected by it. We may know it conceptually, but in the depths of our hearts, there's, you know, there's maybe part of us that is in captivity because we're still looking for our fulfillment from something other than God. To that extent, we're not living in the love that we are. We're not living according to our nature in Christ. So that's at the heart of this gospel. Do we love God? Is he our, our uh, above all? Do we desire him more than uh, excitement for the concert we're going to go to or the football game? Are we, are we more uh, enthused about what he does for us than anything else? the world has to offer. Are we willing to sacrifice ourselves for him? So this gospel, as in the weeks prior and the ones to come, it just it's that, you know, constant trying to trip Jesus up, trying to test him, trying to trick him. And, you know, it's again, it's easy for us to see 2,000 years later, you know, with history on our side and all that the church has revealed to us. But none of their questions have the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes have ever been to really get a deeper understanding of what he was saying. It was Mm. just an immediate closed offness and what they were going to do to mess him up, Mm. to catch him in something, you know, and you kind of get that sense in the first line. Um, Actually, in Scripture, if you look back one verse, um, it says, I just lost my place. Um, the crowds who listened were spellbound by his teaching. Mm. So imagine how ticked off the Pharisees and scribes and, you know, the religious class, if you will, were that he just had such a profound effect on mm. the following, the followers. And so here step up the Pharisees again, like, cause the Sadducees had just been silenced, you know, as this gospel says, and kind of, you know, I just picture that smugness, you know, in that question, mm. And the Lord doesn't rebuke them. The Lord still is offering to them, like you pointed out, Greg, you know, he still, he was going to die for those who were causing his death. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still offering them that truth, you know, and in, in showing them the way. And it may be like, okay, wow, you know, looking at that scripture verse, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. 
like that is a big order. <laughs> yes. Who can do that? And we can't. We can't do it on our own. It's by God's gift of grace that we're able to. And those of you listening, if that sounds like so um, insurmountable, that's when you turn it into a prayer. Mm-hmm. That's when we pray it. Lord, help me to love you with all my heart. Help me to love you with all my soul. Help me to love you with all my mind. Help me to want to do that, to desire to do that. Show me the ways um, that I can learn to do that. You know, confession for me, I know I pray on this scripture a lot prior to confession because all of our sins, right, fall into this in some way. You know, every single sin, we haven't loved the Lord with all of our hearts, all of our soul, all of our mind. And um, so just to pray with this scripture, to pray with this scripture. And certainly if we do that first part, the second's going to fall right into it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, how often we fall into, you know, the me first mentality in, in some twisted way. We try to rationalize it, that it's really not that way, but so often it is. Um, So I just encourage you listeners to pray with this scripture. And if it does seem like so much, know that grace meets you there. The Lord does not command or ask anything of us that, that we are not capable with him to do. And just that sincere prayer to really live the way that he desires us to have this scripture verse just permeates every part of our day, every part of our being, every moment, every conversation, every interaction, you know, just how powerful that would be. And it begins with an awareness, not that we can accomplish, that we are there. Jesus is revealing to us, as you said, Steph, I just want to amplify it. We don't love God with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole mind. And if we did, we'd have a, mm-hmm. a, a solid foundation. Nothing would affect us. Right. Matthew seven twenty four would be like solid rock versus shifting sand. And uh, God wants us to come to him as the Anuim, the poor in spirit, the poor in heart, and to acknowledge he loved the Anuim, contrasted by those who thought they had it all together, whom he had contempt for. He had a profound love for those who said, I need you, Jesus. I need you, God. I come to seek you. I come to uh, turn my heart to you. I come to invite you to inhabit me. And so we conclude tonight, brothers and sisters, in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you fashioned us for yourself. We do need you, Jesus. We desire to love you with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole soul, Lord, because you made us of the fabric of love, not just for ourselves even, God, but that it will overflow. We give you permission tonight. Do your thing, Lord, in us. And we ask this in your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless.